0: You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? As always, it is your boy, your host, Sosa Cremendias. I'm a fantasy analyst at PFF and your host here at the Locked on Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Before we dive into this post-game recap for the final preseason week between the Rams and the Broncos, I wanted to tell you that the Locked On NFL podcast is previewing every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts through September 8th. There are preview episodes on the feed that you can listen to right now. All you have to do is follow Locked On NFL Today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to our final Preseason post game recap episode here. Of course, the Rams finished up their final preseason game. Week three is over and done with. The Rams went winless 0 3 throughout the preseason. Of course, that does not matter at all. They lost this game 17 12 to the Denver Broncos, but there's more than enough for us to discuss in this one. Of course, we're going to go through the offensive performance, the defensive guys that stood out. The special teams players, because there definitely is a discussion to be had there now. And then we're going to wrap it all up with what we kind of came away with throughout these last three games. And I think we have to begin with the offensive side of the ball, of course. And one thing that I wanted to note here was, of course, the Rams really did not play all that many important players. We got a handful of snaps from certain guys, like for example, Terrell Burgess, Terrell Lewis, a couple of guys like that, Bobby Brown, that. You know, they will play some snaps in the regular season as well. But there was no starters out there for the Rams. On the other side of the ball, though, the Denver Broncos had starters out first team on both offense and defense. And that was one of the things that I thought was really impressive because the Rams offense throughout those first one, two, maybe three drives even. They were moving the ball pretty effectively and they looked solid. I mean, of course, the offensive line is going to get overpowered. I think we all expect that because these guys are just not on the same level when it comes to starting defensive linemen and not just that, but I mean the Denver Broncos defensive line is one of the best in football. And not just that, again, that defense might be the most talented in football and the deepest in football right now too. So they were overmatched and overpowered in every sense of the word. And yet they still had a very productive game. Of course, 12 points is not enough, but in terms of actually moving the football, I thought they looked very good, and that always begins with the quarterback, Bryce Perkins, another solid showing by this guy. He continues to show off the mobility and that ability to actually keep plays alive, use his legs to extend passing plays, looking downfield, and he missed a couple of throws. There was a handful, maybe one or two to Tutu Atwell, you know, a couple others like that, but For the most part, this guy has played a tremendous preseason, and I think personally, he's done enough to stick on the 53-man roster, and when you're talking about a team that already has two very solidified quarterbacks, I mean, that really just goes to show you how impressive he's been. The fact that I think he is worthy of a roster spot and not a practice squad spot, that really tells you how good this guy's been. I genuinely do not think he's going to clear waivers if the Rams do try to stash him on the practice squad, so... That remains to be seen. We're going to see what they want to do there. But I think at the end of the day, there's enough discussion here that you want to keep this guy on your roster. And the number one way to do that is to keep him on the 53-man roster. So we'll see what happens. But I think throughout the last three games, he's probably been the preseason star for the Rams. Now, in terms of the running game, again, not a ton of production here. It's just so hard to evaluate these guys with the backup offensive line in there. There is something to note, though. Running back Xavier Jones did get hurt late in the game, but it sounds like he's going to be okay, which is obviously good news. Defensive tackle Bobby Brown on the other side of the ball also got hurt. It was some sort of a leg or a knee injury. Once again, Sean McVay with some good news. He said both guys should be okay, which is good. One thing, though, to really look at here, Jake Funk did not play in this game that could solidify his spot as the running back three on this roster. And I think that might foreshadow the fact that this guy is safe on the team and he's probably the running back three, whereas Xavier Jones, Otis Anderson, the only two running backs that played in this game, they were probably fighting for that running back four slash last roster spot. So that might answer some questions. Maybe I'm reading into it a little bit too deeply here. I don't think I am, though. I think that's legitimately what's happening here. But of course, we're going to see what happens when it goes through you know, the next week or two with the Rams making cuts. But I thought Xavier Jones had some flashes once again, like he has in the past. You've seen some of that open field moves, you know, some of that reception ability too. I mean, he caught three passes for 20 yards, but it's just too hard to really evaluate these guys behind a backup offensive line. So again, very tough to really know what happened there. Moving into the receivers, and I think it was, again, more of the same here. Tutu Atwell leads the way, 8 receptions, 62 yards, bringing in 8 receptions on 12 targets. That is crazy to think. This guy continues to get fed, and it just looks like he and Bryce Perkins have some sort of a chemistry, which is awesome because you want both of these guys to develop and get as much run as possible in these games that, you know, are ultimately going to be their litmus test because these guys are probably not going to play much when it comes to regular season snaps. So these are their best moments to try and shine. So you'd like to see them out there. And I thought Tutu Awa played a good game. Of course, there was that one or two drops that were a little bit frustrating, but for the most part, I mean, this guy was getting open against the Kyle Fullers. Some of those early round cornerbacks, those starters that are legitimately top 15 top 20 corners in the NFL so that was impressive to me and I'm not saying he was routing those guys up necessarily but to get open and make catches against those guys and you're the wide receiver five on your team obviously you're doing something right so I thought he had a solid game there's a few things to clean up there but again a solid performance and after him Tristan Jackson another guy that I thought stood out five targets three receptions 48 yards to me he looks like the clear-cut wide receiver six right now but it remains to be seen if the Rams even want to keep that any guys and if he can contribute anything on special teams. But when it comes to the offensive play, I genuinely think this is a guy you're going to want to keep around. So if there's a practice squad spot open for a wide receiver, which there should be, if not two, he definitely has to be one of those guys. And then lastly, it was good to see some of the tight ends get involved. Kendall Blanton bringing in three receptions on four targets for 20 yards and Bryson Hopkins, two of two for 16 yards. It's good to see him start to get his feet under himself a little bit. Of course, he still seems like he's a little bit behind when it comes to that tight end position. But it was good to finally get to see him a little bit once again after last game, making a few plays. It looks like he and Perkins have a little bit of chemistry as well on some of those rollouts that we've seen. Tyler Higby catch a lot of passes on last season. So seems like the Rams are going to keep four tight ends, but even if they kept five, Kendall Blayton, definitely a good player. I thought he impressed me this preseason. And again, there is going to be a lot of practice squad spots available. And I definitely think he's one of the players you're going to want to stash on that side of the ball. That's going to do it for the offensive side of the ball. In the next segment, we're going to dive into the defense and take a look at which players stood out on that side of the ball. And of course, you guys can always come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams you can find us at QB's MEP and at LockedOnRams. North One is better banking for small business owners. Serving small business owners is all they do. North One allows you to manage your money from anywhere, whether you're at home or on the go. Everything you need to manage your business finances is at your fingertips. Never step foot in a bank branch again. In addition to the features you'd expect like mobile check deposit, cash withdrawals, the ability to send and receive ACH and wire payments, North One is an FDIC insured account that can save you both time and money. To get started, visit apply.northone.com slash locked. That's A-P-P-L-Y dot N-O-R-T-H-O-1 dot com slash locked north one business banking made for america it's that time of year again and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season as always bet online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season you can get all the updated odds props and contests including the half million dollar nfl mega contest and the two hundred thousand nfl survivor contest which are now open at bet online all you have to do is head over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your welcome bonus, which is 100%. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, from football to basketball to boxing, right to horse racing. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 NFL season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the second segment of this post-game Sunday episode recap of the Locked on Rams podcast podcast. I appreciate you guys for tuning back into this segment, and now we're going to dive into the defensive side of the ball, which is what we talked about prior to the break. So now, you know, looking at this defensive side of the ball, like I mentioned in the first segment, it was good to see some of those important style players. I guess you can call them legitimate regular season contributors out there. I thought, you know, to see a Terrell Burgess, somebody like a Bobby Brown the third, some of those players like Terrell Lewis, for example. It was awesome to see those guys, and they were all out there for various reasons. Someone like Terrell Lewis, for example, has not been practicing a lot, so I think the Rams probably wanted to put him out there, sort of get his feet back under him, get conditioned a little bit, get used to actually having those pads on and taking a few hits and getting physical. So it was good to see him out there, and I tweeted something about it. It is so evident when you see a guy like that who was a third-round pick played at Alabama, one of those incredible schools, and he's going against some undrafted guy or some unknown player, he was in the backfield or making a play. It felt like every single snap in that second half, and it's just so evident because you see that talent and it's on display every single snap. So, you know, I don't think the Rams can afford to cut that guy. I don't think he was playing because they want to cut him. I just think, you know, he was out there because the Rams wanted him to sort of start to get used to playing again. He's been on the sidelines for a little while. I just thought it was a funny tidbit to see a guy like that who's that talented just completely dominate his competition snap after snap. I feel like we've talked a lot of the same names here and they continue to stand out. And that's with good reason. You look at guys like Jonah Williams, for example, Marquise Copeland, Michael Hoyt, another guy that I thought really stepped up at defensive tackle. He had himself a sack, a forced fumble and a fumble recovery all on the same snap, which is pretty crazy to think. And I heard he was Canadian too. So shout out to him. That's pretty cool to get a fellow Canadian on the team. And according to Jordan and some of the other beat reporters, they legitimately think that guy will make the roster. So that's pretty cool for him. I'm not really sure. Of course, I wasn't there watching every practice, but apparently he had a strong training camp as well. So that's very, very cool for him. But the Rams do have a lot of depth at defensive tackle. And that's good news because we talked about the Ashawn Robinson injury just a day or two ago. We don't know how long he'll be sidelined for, maybe a month, maybe a month and a half. So it could be a couple games. And then of course, we mentioned Bobby Brown getting injured in this game. It doesn't sound like he's going to miss much time either, but it's been a little bit of a shakeup at that spot. So it is good that the Rams do have a lot of depth at this position. And whether they keep some of these guys on the roster or the practice squad, they should be pretty settled at this spot, regardless of the injuries that do come. Now, moving on, John Daka, the edge rusher, another guy that I thought stood out in this game. He flashed a little bit of ability here and there. Chris Garrett, he had What should have been a sack, he nearly got Drew Locke down, but it was one of those weird plays where he was sort of rolling over, it was sort of like an alligator roll, and Drew Locke landed right on top of him, similar to how Russell Wilson did to Aaron Donald in the postseason last year where he kind of broke his ribs and it kept him out from that Green Bay game, very similar. And Drew Locke was actually never down. So he got right back up and started running. It was unfortunate for Garrett how it worked out, but it should have been a sack, which was cool. And it was a high effort play, not one of those crazy pass rushes like he had last week, just a very high effort play that he did not give up on that he would have and probably should have got a sack on. So that was cool to see as well. And one of the more important positions here inside linebacker, we've talked about this a lot at this podcast. I think it seems pretty settled for now. The Rams did not play Kenny Young or Troy Reader in any of these games and everyone else did get snaps. So at this point, it seems like Kenny Young and Troy Reader are going to be your first team linebackers. And if you had given me the opportunity to guess this and I took my shot a couple of times, I would have won zero for two. I mean, I thought it was going to be Traven Howard and Ernest Jones, but this was just completely out of left field in my opinion. Kenny Young and Troy Reader seem to be the day one starting linebackers because in this game, we've seen Traven Howard as well as Micah Kaiser start the game. We've seen a little bit of rotation there as well. Ernest Jones started to come in and then Micah Kaiser came out. Micah Kaiser stayed in, came out. It was a little bit of mixing and matching. Christian Roseboom, Jake Gervais, all these different guys. They look like they wanted to give them snaps with each other. So, All these guys are taking snaps, but Kenny Young and Troy Reader did not, not in this game and not in the previous two games either. It seems like those are the two guys they want to keep the most healthy, and that's not by accident. There's a good chance that those guys are not going to be leapt by any of these backup players going into week one because there's nothing else for them to do. There's no more games left. There's no more joint practices. The Rams legitimately seem settled in on those two guys, and at this point, to be quite honest with you, I would not be shocked at all if somebody like Micah Kaiser, who was starting games for the Rams last year, is not even on the roster this season. I think you could make the case to keep someone like Christian Roseboom over him, who had an interception in this game, nearly had an interception in the last game, and in my opinion, just all around looked better than Micah Kaiser. And now you've seen Kaiser for a couple of seasons, doesn't really feel like he's ever really developed into what you wanted him to be. So at this point, I would not be shocked at all if the Rams just do pull that plug on that experiment and they allow them to go elsewhere to find a new team to start a new path of development. So a very tough battle for these guys. There's only so many spots, maybe four, absolute max five, and the Rams have a lot of competition here. Of course, we mentioned the first two that are locked in. After that, you know, Ernest Jones is locked in. He's a third round pick. And then that only leaves one spot potentially. So a lot of competition. And I think these guys, for the most part, you know, they put their best foot forward. Unfortunately, it is a numbers game and somebody has to go. And I think the Rams feel pretty good about what they have there for now in terms of Kenny Young and Troy Reader. And I mean, they see them every day. So you can't really knock their opinion here. I'm going to believe that they know what they're doing, that they are going to choose the best duo there. But at the same time, if they don't work out for whatever reason, the Rams do have enough guys to where they can switch and swap relatively early in the season to find that right duo if those two guys are not it. Now, moving on to the secondary, more of the same. I mean, I think Juju Hughes was one of the best players in this game. Continues to stand out. He looks like the number five safety on this team. He has to make this roster at this point, in my opinion. He stood out on defense. He's been a standout special teamer in the past. And clearly a guy that has developed pretty quickly for the Rams when they did not even draft him. So a good path of development for him. He's done a great job at becoming a legitimate player on defense. And I think he has to make this roster. And that could be unfortunate for somebody like J.R. Reed. who, I mean, if you're talking about 32 NFL teams, he might make 31 of them. And the Rams might be the only team that he might not make the roster because they're that deep at the safety position. And it's just so unfortunate because he's been awesome. And if there is no Juju Hughes on this team, he's a lock to make this roster. So not saying that he won't make it or that he doesn't have any chance to make it, but it's just hard to have so many safeties on a roster that is absolutely loaded. So I could see him being one of those guys that does stick on the practice squad. I could see him being one of the guys that makes the 53-man roster or I could ultimately see him as one of those guys that another team does snatch up if the Rams try to put him on the practice squad and then ends up on another 53-man roster because he's been that good and I think the Rams are that deep at the safety position. We talked about Terrell Burgess being out there. He looked very active. He looked very lively. That was awesome to see as well and outside of that, I don't think there was much else that stood out from the cornerback position. It was good to see Dante Dion out there, a guy that we could have seen as a potential starter this season at nickel. Of course, the Rams are going to go with David long jr. So Dion won't be a starter, but a guy that is a borderline starter. It was good to see him out there. I thought he got some good reps in and he had to cover some good players and guys like Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy very early in this game. So he got his work in as well. And then the final part of this game that we have to discuss, maybe the most interesting is the special teams units. A good bounce back game from kicker Matt Gay, and there is some punter controversy that we have to dive into in the final segment, so make sure to stick around for that. And of course, make sure to keep checking back in throughout the rest of the week here. We're going to discuss everything you need to know about this roster and our 53-man roster projection going in throughout this next week here at the Locked On Rams podcast. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you watch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I wanna tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Guys, if you've tried protein bars, I know you've went through that ringer of very chalky ones, disgusting flavors, super high calories, something you just don't enjoy. If there's one company that I promise you, you will enjoy, they are called the Built Bar. They have so many different flavors. They can pander to whatever you like. You can design your box however you prefer. And I've tried every single flavor and I can personally tell you that there is not a single one that I did not think tasted good. The bars are also healthy. They're delicious. They have many different flavors. Like I said, they're low in calories, low in sugar. They have 19 grams of protein per bar. They're high in fiber and they even work for you if you are on a keto diet. You'll even get a free cooler with your purchase while the supplies last. All you have to do, just go to Billbar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Beds podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the final segment here of this post game recap episode of the Locked On Rams podcast. And I mentioned that the special teams unit is up next, and it could be the very most important or interesting aspect of this game. And I'm gonna save that for last. So we'll dive into the kicker performance here. Matt Gay, four of four with a long of fifty four. It was awesome to see him bounce back. He looked very comfortable in this game and he's obviously the kicker moving forward. So it was good to see him go four for four and get a kick in. That was not a gimme. I mean, 54 yards is a long kick and he banged that one right through the uprights. So you can't complain about that. Moving on to the return game. Kickoff returns, three for Jeremiah Hadel, an average of 26.7 and a long of 40. And Tutu Atwell with four punt returns with a long of 17 and an average of 6.8. I thought both guys looked very solid in the return game. You've seen Hadel with a nice long of 40. That return, he showed off a lot of ability. And he just looks very comfortable as a returner, which makes sense because going back to last year in college, he was arguably one of the best returners in college football. And I think you definitely see that on his film. And not only that, but in this game, he looked very comfortable returning kicks. Now, he's probably not going to make this roster, but he could be a guy that does stick around on the practice squad because of what he's able to do on special teams. Again, I thought Atwell was also good on punt returns. That's another game where, you know, now you're looking at three games of this guy being productive on punt returns, another nice long one of 17 yards. And there was one or two where he was pretty close to breaking it. And I'm not saying he was necessarily going to take it to the house for a 50 yard touchdown, but that 17 could have easily been a 35 yard return. If he can break one more tackle, he looks decisive back there. He's fueling the ball cleanly. And of course, he's got that breakaway speed, which is always one of those big assets for your return men. He definitely looks to have stitched up this job, in my opinion. And that's great because this guy was drafted early. You want the ball in his hands as much as possible this season. And there's a logjam at receiver. He's not a running back. There's only so many snaps available to him on offense. One of the best ways to get the ball into his hands this season is going to be by utilizing him as a return man. So. The Rams look to be right on schedule there and he looks to be in a very comfortable spot as that punt return man. Now onto the final discussion here, the punting game and the most interesting, I saved it for last. We talked about this a few days ago. Johnny Hecker may be on the way out. We don't know 100% what's going on there. I do not think this game helped his case whatsoever because Corey Bohorquez literally had one of the best games I've ever seen from a punter and I'm not even boosting here this dude has some serious ability. I mean, I'm getting excited over a punter. We're talking about a preseason game. It's nearly two in the morning while I'm recording right now, and I'm getting this excited about a punter's performance. That should tell you how dominant this guy was. He had five punts in this game for an average of 55.4. I did not say long, I said average. He had three that landed inside the 20, two punts that landed at the one yard line, and a long of 70 yards. I mean, this dude was smashing the ball. He landed twice at the one, once was downed by a player, once he literally hit the ball and it rolled out at the one-yard line. That was an incredible punt, one of the best I've ever seen. This guy is seriously a weapon, and I don't know how the Rams let him go at this point. Like, I really don't. And we've had this discussion now, you know, is Johnny Hecker worth the money? Is he better than Bojorquez right now? He's coming off the worst season of his career. He's on the COVID reserve list right now. Is he worth the difference in money compared to Bojorquez? Because if the Rams do get rid of him, they are gonna save some cap as well. I don't know that he is right now. I legitimately don't know that he is. I think Bojorquez is a serious threat to his job right now. And I know a lot of fans are going to hate to hear that because Hecker is the longest tenured player on the team. Of course, he's a fan favorite, a great player, a legendary punter. I mean, this guy has a shot to go to the Hall of Fame. And not only that, but the fakes, the throws, all the good memories. He's done so much for the roster. I legitimately think the Rams are maybe going to go with Bojorquez in this one. I don't know for sure. You know, it's a very close toss-up. But I think when you look at the age difference, 31 to 25, The money difference, four and a half to a million dollars salary. I think there's a serious discussion to be had here. And I would not be shocked one bit if the Rams do try to flip Johnny Hecker to a team like the Dallas Cowboys, for example. They may be able to get a draft pick for him. I'm not saying for sure. But at this point, I would not be shocked one bit if this is Corey Bohorquez's job after this game, because like I said, this was one of the best punting performances I've ever personally seen. And we've seen a lot of good ones from Johnny Hecker. That's going to do it for this episode. We've finally reached the end of preseason football. There's no more meaningless games. Every single game from here on out. I mean, other than while you're listening to this, there is still a few more preseason games on Sunday. But every game for the Rams from here on out, Matters every single game counts. The next time you watch this team is going to be in the 2021 NFL regular season, and we're going to keep you guys updated on everything you need to know all the cuts, all the trades, all the practice squads, every single transaction. So make sure to keep checking back in here at the Locked On Rams podcast throughout the next few weeks. We're going to get you guys updated on the injuries, the rosters, and your preview going into the 2021 NFL season. And just a reminder, you guys can come connect with us on Twitter at QB's MVP and at Lockdown Rams. And please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.